Shut up, I love it. Shut up, I oink it. What's up, everybody? I am the one and only, the fantabulous, the unbeatable Joe Cabello. And I am the, I was going to say ginormous, is literally the first word that came to mind. <laughs> I don't know, I was like, I'm ginormous. This is this is the word I'm going to own today. Sasha Filer. And this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we invite a special guest to talk about something underrated, underappreciated, forgotten, misunderstood, hated. Joining us today, he is the returning guest. Reigning champion. <laughs> yeah, if, look at the scorecards, people, and you know who owns the belt. No need to introduce this guy. Welcome, Jay Hunter. Hello, good to see everyone. I nice to tell. be back. I can tell the the boisterness of your voice. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's yeah. mute the audience cheers too. Reggie, if you can mute the audience cheers so that the, the <laughs> listeners don't hear it. Welcome back. You know, the, you're, we're recording this at the very least the same week that John Mulaney hosted SNL for the fifth time. So mm. I feel like you uh, guesting here for the 18th time, it comes at a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How appropriate. The synchronicity <laughs> is, is, is very evident. Uh, Jay, what are you here to talk about today? Uh, I'm here to talk about a movie called Upstream Color, uh, a little-known, underappreciated film that uh, came out uh, like eight, nine years ago. Was it 2013, well, I think? Okay. Yeah, yeah so coming on 10 years ago. Um yeah, it's a uh, it, it's a it's an it's an interesting film. I wouldn't call it a great film, but but it's a Whoa. it's a fascinating film that I constantly think about and go back to and uh, am haunted by. Haunted by sounds like a shut up, I love it material. I would say. It could, yeah, that that is something you could uh, say for some of the greats of Shut Up, I Love It. And I wonder how you would describe this movie because I didn't do a ton of research about what it was about going into it, but I couldn't help but see a couple things. Uh, and it seemed like getting a consensus on a log line was difficult for this movie. Right. Like some yeah. people I feel like didn't get it reading their log line. Other people did. So I want to hear how you would describe this uh, in the in shorter log line format. Shorter. Uh, I don't know if I. I'm not good at doing the log line thing. I mean, I, I guess. Um, or shorter. It, I, yeah, just I mean, don't how, explain the whole movie. Like, what is it about? What's uh, this picture about, kid? Upstream color is about uh, people who get drugged by a psychedelic uh, worm that meshes their 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 minds and, and, uh, person, not their personalities, but meshes their minds together. Um, uh, and it kind of tracks like a couple of people that, that, that have been affected by, by the, this worm. Um, I, I don't think that was a good way to describe it. I mean, no. I, again, again, log line, like you got to give me a, a couple of days to write a log. I, line it is, it is hard, but, uh, you know, like describing what this movie is about is a little difficult. I did hear yeah. some people say, uh, like, allude to more to aliens which is incorrect and uh yeah so it's just we, we're gonna spoil it heavily. yeah for sure i mean the, the, the movie abound. the movie has to i mean it's a movie where when you spoil it it doesn't really spoil it because it's probably not going to make sense to people who are who haven't seen the movie anyway and you're whatever we talk about you're it's going to go over your head and you're going to watch the movie having all this information and still be perplexed by it. Like, like it's the kind of movie that I think you really have to watch it a few times to, to dig out and figure out exactly what's going on. In, in fact, like, in, especially in the beginning of the film, there's a lot of stuff going on that doesn't truly make sense or, or seems pertinent until a, a rewatch happens. Um, you know, like, like, like in particular, the scene, uh, the, there's a bunch of like unconnected, seemingly unconnected, disjointed scenes in the beginning of the film where you're meeting all these different characters just for brief moments. And one character you meet is this woman and she's doing, she seems to be watching these strange uh, videos on her computer of these, 
um, uh, like, like kind of sculptures made with paper that are in the form of animals that are moving and, and, and it just kind of comes and goes stuff like that. And, and, and like, I think you, you can't really like, um, process it, uh, you know, upon the first viewing, like, like, like information like that, kind of drops out. Cause the, the whole movie, at least on the first viewing, you're, you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. It, it's very confusing. Um, uh, in, intentionally. So nobody's uh, saying anything. Yeah. Not a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. uh, throughout the whole movie. It, it, and, and again, the, the events that are happening are, are very like, um, you know, the, they're, disjointed feel like yeah and 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 it's not like you're watching you know oh someone's going grocery shopping buying carrots and then going in their car and driving to their work like like all the scenes that are happening you're trying to figure out what the hell are they doing like like what is what is happening because like it's hard to relate any any of the scenes to normal behavior in in the real world um and it often edits it's like we'll show a moment like a future moment first and then moments leading up to that but it'll do that in a really like fast and uh you're not really you don't know that it's doing that at first for a while then it continues and you're like okay i see that this is kind of all over the place and like fucking with memory in a way yeah yeah and 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 i mean in a way like this the 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 way the story is told uh, you know kind of feels like similar to what the characters are going through this like sense of disorientation you know especially like like the f- the female lead uh, actor she's um i can't remember what her name is if she even oh no she has the name chrissy is, is her name in the film and um you know she you know when we come upon her story um you know i i mean sh- should i describe what the movie is at first because again a little it, bit otherwise it, we're going to just talk abstract notions yeah and like it, which <laughs> i like, would uh, yeah for any of our movies i would always suggest that the viewer or the listener watch the movie first just because we like totally i think there's some examples of movies where that's maybe not the case where you might want to listen to yeah. but i always i always think that but yeah let, let's get into a little bit of just a, what this is set up yeah right? so yeah. so so what happened at the beginning of the movie we're introduced to these two kids who um are like take this little worm it looks like a little like a maggot or like a baby caterpillar or something and they're they're pouring liquid over it and then drinking the liquid and when they do that the the, the these two kids suddenly their movements are in sync like they're they're moving their arms in weird ways and and, and they're perfectly in sync right so you so you're wondering like what so so somehow they've 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 you know had this worm tea and their brains are suddenly like they're it's it's implied that they're able to t- uh, communicate telepathically and the father of one of the boys we then see uh, a little bit of his life and he's shown sort of buying these orchids at, at, a, at a local uh you know like a plant store like a tree nursery and we see him going through you know finding these these little worms in the soil of these orchids kind of collecting them and uh uh he, he eventually is we see see him kind of stalking people out in the city at night you know he he's, well, yeah, and he, importantly he puts one of the worms in a pill capsule, yeah, yeah yeah which is yeah. terrifying as a concept mm-hmm. yeah so so he, yeah we, we see him put the worm in the pill and then he's trying to sell the pills as if they're drugs you know in the street and we, we see him kind of a couple failed attempts at doing that and then eventually he tasers uh the the what what ends up being the main character Chrissy um, you know she's passed out and he puts this sort of oxygen mask over her face um, and and blows a war like it's like an oxygen mask but but filled with liquid so when he he puts the cover over her mouth and he shoots this liquid into her into her um, mouth ostensibly the the worm goes and is ingested uh, by her and she you know immediately starts freaking out you know like, like she's being attacked and then and then uh, within like five seconds, she suddenly almost becomes like like a, a zombie, like under the control of uh, uh, of this guy, of this like uh, criminal mind. Um, and then you know, and, and then so, so so just having that happen as a viewer, you're wondering, I've never seen anything like this. Like I don't I don't know what the hell is going on. Like like it's it's very confusing, and the movie never stops to explain anything. It just keeps on going. So so the the man brings Chrissy back to her home, or what we think is her home, um, and. 
and he starts uh it's almost like she's in a state of hypnosis and, and he's he's telling her you know my, my face is is made from parts of uh, uh of the sun and it's so bright that you can't see me when you look at me so you know like he, he's suggesting these things in this to her in this hypnotic state and uh she seems completely uh, you know, enveloped by him, like like unable to to make uh, decisions of her own. Eventually, um, she ends up like uh, you know, pulling all this money out of her bank account and like mortgaging her house uh, under the 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 you know under the control of this man. He ends up giving him a bunch of money, and then you know, eventually she she wakes up one day and she's out of this trance, but she's got this worm. That, that she can see under her skin that's moving all throughout her body. She can see it in her arms. She can see it in her legs. And she, she kind of starts fl- freaking out and takes a knife and tries to cut the worm out. Um, then we, then we end up meeting this guy who I'll call Mr. Pig. Uh, he, he, he's, he, he's, he's, Sampler. He, he's just a man, but like, Sampler. but but like, yeah, we'll know later. Well, the sampler. Okay. Well, I'll call him the sampler. So this, we come across this man we've not seen before and he goes out into a field. He pulls out all this, uh, like PA equipment, like big speakers. And he starts, um, you know, playing this, it's not music. He's playing like, like, like strange cacophonous sounds, right? Like, 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 like very trippy folly, almost slow down folly sounds kind of. Yeah, exactly. And and it's cross cut between him recording weird sounds and, and, and editing them. And, but he's, he's pumping this like strange, low frequency sound into the ground and it somehow uh, attracts people that have this worm inside them right so so we see Chrissy just like pulls up in the middle of nowhere she's been attracted to this sound and he, inexplicably he, too from yeah yeah, yeah exactly and, and, and um, you know he ends up this man ends up taking Chrissy putting her on this makeshift kind of operating table in his trailer and uh, and ha- he has a he has a pig there as well <laughs> and that, well, that's why I was calling him Mr. Pig and and so he he basically um, takes the worm pulls the worm out of an open wound on Chrissy and because by the way she's been trying to take the worm out of her skin yeah yeah and, and cutting and, herself and unsuccessfully because the once um, the way Chrissy, just to backtrack for a second, the way Chrissy broke the spell is after she gave all this money and there was probably maybe more money to give. Who knows? Maybe a little bit more money to give. She broke the spell by gorging herself, which she was not able to eat solid uh, solid foods before during the hypnosis. Yeah, during the hypnosis, the, 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 the criminal man was basically telling her to that she could only drink water and eat ice. And so this entire time when he's got her under hypnosis, she hasn't eaten any food. But 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 I I don't know if it's the food that makes her wake up That's from what it. Or I not, read but from an interpretation to be a pig because yeah. she had to be a pig. To later become the pig. It's big spoiler. That's true. This, that, was that's, a, that's, this was just a big spoiler. That's the underlying motif. But, but, but so, so anyway. Yeah, so anyway, so, so she ate the food and that uh, gave her like the sense of somewhat um, autom- autonomy, like somewhat remembering who she is, what is she to do? Possibly. I, I, I mean, I think that's to be interpreted. I, like, what I, how I interpret it is that he released her from the hypnotic, hip, hypnosis and gave her permission to eat so she wouldn't die and that's when he left right so so and so her maybe eating food um brings her back into a state of normalcy or or maybe it feeds the worm for all we know it could have because you know as soon as she she eats or as soon as oh, yeah. she eats the food the worm becomes much bigger stronger. and stronger inside of her anyway so so the, the, this guy the the collector the or the sampler he he has a <laughs> He, he has a pig on a table and he's able to pull this worm out of one of her open wounds and 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 inserts it into the pig and and you get the sense that basically he's got this contraption that's able to extract the worm from the human and put it into the pig and so, and so you know you think that this guy the the sampler has um has saved Chrissy um and what you later find out is, is that I mean there's a lot more going on in the movie I don't want to just do <laughs> shot by shot analysis but the but, but but what you later find out is that a part of her her essence and being is connected to that worm. And now that it's inside of this pig, she is like forever connected to the, the, the life experience of this pig. Like it's not that she can exchange. It's not that she can see through the pig's eyes, but she can, but, but it is almost, it's It's like, it's it's almost like ocean based. 
Yeah, it's like they're sharing a mind, right? And 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 so so eventually she bumps into this other guy, um, who again Jeff. has Jeff, who who has this magnetic attraction. They have a magnetic attraction to each other. They're strangers, but they somehow know that they're that they're they're connected somehow. And um, you know, they, they sort of fall for each other. And um, and you know, I mean. That, that's essentially the movie uh, without giving away the very end of it. But but so anyway, so I, if you haven't I might, seen the movie and you and you just listen to what I said, you like you're completely confused and and that and that's natural. That that's that's a well, you know like like you shouldn't feel bad because it because it makes no sense saying it out loud. But well, maybe some keywords I, triggered you in a good way. Maybe you were like warm hypnosis. Right. Well, I attraction. might have just said a new couple discovers they have a mysterious connection that stems from a thief that used a psychedelic mushroom or a psychedelic worm to steal from them. I might have just said something like that. And then, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, this is why I like the movie, though, because, I, I mean, for, for one, it's, it's very atmospheric, right? It's very trippy. Um, and I like the fact that you don't know what's going on and like on that trip. it's very labyrinthian. Like, like, you know, it feels like you're just walking down a series of corner corridors and you're lost in a maze. Uh, the, the filmmaker Shane, uh, Carruth is really effective, uh, you know, in that sense, um, with this film, cause he's only made two films so far. And his first film was kind of like a low budget time travel movie called Primer, which is much more straight up like plots, logic, like logic. Yeah, much more conventional. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of you know it's, it's like sci- yeah, time it's travel, sci-fi, like true hard sci-fi. Yeah, and and um, but 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 done on a small scale, done on a small low budget scale. I first came across this guy when I was in film school. The Primer came out, and it was sort of an example of you know much like Clerks, Kevin Smith's first movie was. It, it was it was just one of these Shout movies out. where they, Friends. you know, like we, we you know when I was in film school, it, it was like oh these guys made this movie for thirty thousand dollars. Look, you can make a really cool movie, and you don't have to spend a fortune. Um, he, he he, I think Shane, the director, was originally like a a physicist uh, or a scientist of some sort. And he just um, became obsessed with the idea of making a movie and taught himself how to make, uh, how to make a movie, shot it on film and funded it himself. And uh, uh, you know, like he, he stars in his own stuff. He writes his own stuff. He, he's a true auteur in a way, like maybe to his detriment where he's, he's really yeah. doing everything. Like he's editing, he's sounds directing, like he's acting, he's, writing, and he's shooting it sometimes. Sounds as like well. he's running the relationship to in the way that women kick him out of the house. Uh, well, well, yeah, 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 it, so, it, yeah. it's <laughs> worth talking about uh, his, issues with both the star of this movie who he was uh, married to and separated after domestic abuse issues um which he denied and then later his later girlfriend or wife would also oh, that was the later one the second the one that was just reported a couple of months ago or that, that's a different so there's two women mm-hmm. who have accused him of abuse and seeing his mind in this movie, at least I'm not, I'm somewhat not surprised. Uh, there, there's just like a teeming anger from both him as an actor and in the writing that is, is interesting knowing that. And I will mention, because I'm sorry, because he looks like a former guest of shut up. I love it. Gabe, uh, mountain who shout out is the nice shout out the nicest person. I know it's energy. It's not looks, it's energy. Uh, but I, I think that, the stuff she's the main character is editing. I think it's from his unre- unfinished, unreleased movie. Uh, I yeah, I the, I, yeah. I, I I've heard I, I've heard about a couple of projects he's tried. I don't know which what the movie is that he's like still in the process of making. He, he I, I read something recently that he came out and said, I, "I'm I'm I'm never I'm leaving Hollywood after this movie. This is the last thing I'm ever going to do." And he, he seems to be very bitter and angry about like the movie making industry and the process, which I can I yeah. can relate to. I mean, you know, if, especially if you're trying to make these very um, experimental narrative uh, films that don't really have like a you know they probably cost a decent amount of money to pull off, and yet they don't have a lot of commercial appeal. Because I, I mean, this movie I came across this movie when I was at uh, South by Southwest for. Uh, much ado about nothing, which is a movie I shot, and Plug. no big deal. And uh, <laughs> and so so I was at the the film festival, and that was the I think it was the only movie that I saw when I was there because we were busy doing you know events and stuff that there the whole time. But I saw 
Um, or no, 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 I didn't see upstream color there. I, I, I heard about it at, uh, at, at South by Southwest and people kept on coming up to me and, and telling me, you know, oh, like, Jay, you got you like, this is right up your alley. It's about psychedelic worms. And, like, you know, like they're, yeah, the, p- p- people knew some friends of mine like knew that I would dig this one. So uh, I, th- that's how I first came across it. But yeah, not a lot of people have seen it because I think this is the kind of movie that would turn a lot of people off because it because it doesn't you can watch the entire film and still be like, I don't I can't describe anything that just happened. Because the the movie the movie demands that you make sense of it rather than than make sense of it for you like like you really have to sit down and I remember the first time we watched it I was I like I was haunted by it and and I I, I was in my dreams I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking I, I was thinking like what what were those images that lady was watching in the beginning on the screen it was like a almost like a dinosaur or was, a dog she looks and, like an editor like that's like her job a color correction yeah. no no no, no. she yeah, she was she was oh that's ahead, what sorry. we were robbed of of uh, Shane Carruth's other movie. We would have yeah. known what that actually was. Well, well, well that, that that was actually that footage is is yeah part of a test that he did for another film that never ended up being made. But but he's been working on this other film um, that, that's that's not that not not that one um, for a long time uh, uh, supposedly. But the, the what we're talking about is in the beginning of the film. There's you know we keep on meeting these new characters and this one person she seems to be like a journalist and she she's, isn't that her though, Chris. It, it might be her. It's Chris. Yeah, it's it, her job that she lost. She sh- was working as an editor slash special effect artist, right? No, That's what I understand. Yeah, went, yeah, and then was gone for months or weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and she, they fired her. Well, what she's doing, though, is she she's basically coming across these strange videos that people are putting out there, and she's trying to figure out who the people are. Like, like she's basically found these different instances of very similar trippy looking art like basically these sculptures made with pieces of paper uh uh glued in the rings that that create these larger animals right so so or larger larger uh um, beings and and she's found several different instances of them and there's a bit of dialogue that you overhear like she's trying to figure out what where this is coming from like like who's making it and 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 it's it's strange that it's popping up here and there and what we later find out is that this the worm criminal man um, has been doing this to many, many people. And so there's people all over the area who, who have gone through this like hypnosis and been robbed by him and are, and are, are now haunted by, by uh, the, the, um, the results of, 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 of this like trauma. Right. And so people have, you know, like p- part of the hypnosis process is that he has you transcribe uh, the book Walden throws Walden um, uh, one page at a time. So you transcribe it on a piece of paper, fold the piece of paper up, uh, 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 you know, glue it into a ring and then make kind of like a, like a, a paper chain out of those rings. It's, it's like, it's some strange action that the criminal man um, uh, hypnotizes you to do to occupy your time. Um, and, and so when people come out of this state of hypnosis and they get the worm pulled out of them by the, by, by the sampler, they're haunted by this, this, like one that they have this like connection to Walden Two, that they, they seem to constantly be um, making rings of paper and they're kind of like performing actions um, that, that they, they were, they were forced to do under hypnosis. And so I think that's what that is, is like there's other people out there in the world that are making this, this digital video art um, that, that were at be. one point ca- kidnapped. No, it's for sure is what it is. <laughs> is that uh, odd then? Cause that's, fate that she was chosen or is it well that well that's the thing i don't know i don't i this i've watched the movie i think four or five times now and i always try and think like is that chrissy that's watching that or is that another character that kind of looks like chrissy i I, i'm not quite sure and i I didn't i didn't care to pay attention this last time but like that but but again that's one of those things that when you watch the film you it, it it like it just confuses you and it asks a million questions and answers like two questions, you know, like it, but you're, you're just left with like trying to put this puzzle together. And, and again, every time I watch it, I pick up new clues because I know, I know, you know, the, you know, I've got, I've got a general structure or frame of the film in mind, but you know, like rewatching it, you can kind of go, okay, well, that, that shot is referring to, uh, you know, like in the very beginning of the film, there's like these abstract shots of kind of, you know, like like worms cruising around, it, like as if they're in the bloodstream. And it's like, OK, that obviously that's a reference to the worm that, that ends up like growing inside these people later, um, you know, uh, uh, cool. and yeah, yeah. Sorry. I was <laughs> surprised how the first 30 minutes is 
a pretty like solid body horror sci-fi movie mm-hmm. you have like the worm and even the that's all messed up and like perfectly body horror-ish and it, even right. though it and is like re- her trying to take the worm out like yeah discovering like using a knife it. to yeah yeah, yeah punch, uh, puncturing herself yeah yeah even the thieving stuff works into that and like is all there even though it is a little like what the hell's going on like uh, hostile and it like does seem hostile hostile I, I haven't like seen Hostel in such a long time. Maybe Me too, I'll but I remember it loving it. <laughs> well, that that was like uh, my fiance recently was like, I like the Saw movies. We were hanging out with some people. And I was like, no, you don't. You won't even watch like any horror movie I put on. She's like, Saw is different. It's goofy. So then I put on a clip of one of the deaths and she's like, oh, I don't like this. I'm like, yeah, what did you think? Uh, but then it gets into the latter part of the movie or the main part of it, which is this relationship. And I think that's where it gets more experimental and more hard for a general audience to follow. I think that's where you would lose most people. Well, I think you have most people for the first 30 minutes. Um, although I thought he was an alien because of the, the glowing skin. Because when he's hypnotizing her, he's telling her, oh, I'm, I'm a species whose skin is the mm-hmm. same. It's always been that way. It shows it as that, but you're seeing it kind of through her her perspective, her perspective. Yeah. not POV, but the shot is from her perspective. So I was like, oh, shit, it's like an alien. What's his intentions? And then as it got on, I was like, oh, wait, it's not an alien. Yeah, all, yeah. I, I, I just I love that element, too, that he's he's covering his ass by just, you know, like like the the. the you know the reasoning that, that he puts forth, like like my face is made from an element that 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 composes the sun, and therefore it's so bright. When you look at me, you you can't see me. So you know when it's all said and said and done, she can't describe what this person looks like, and just seems like a like like a lunatic to anyone who she's trying to mm. to uh, uh, you, you know like re- relate her experience to. Um, you, you know, just like after she comes out of hypnosis and realizes she's been robbed of all of her money and loses her house, you know, she's at the bank saying like, like, like I didn't sign that, that this wasn't me. And then they show her, you know, like, like footage of her going into the bank and signing it. So, so she just comes off as, 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 as a crazy person, you know, it's like ultimate like gaslighting uh, situation, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for that, uh bridge joe have you seen or is it the first time you've seen this film this is the first time i've seen this one but i was familiar with primer and had watched it Mm -hmm. probably around the same time you did because it was like everybody was talking about it film blogs and everything as like this movie was made with seven thousand dollars he made his mom Mm -hmm. make sandwiches and just filmed it and it's like it probably beat her too allegedly Uh, so I had watched primer and honestly, I don't remember it too much. I think I watched it when I had the flu or something. (laughs) So I need, I wish I would have revisited it watching this movie just to get a sense of his work again. It couldn't be more more different um the the like primer is like a logic puzzle type of thing you know it, it's very much like plot and and uh you know it's pure science plot. yeah exactly and, and and you know part of the fun is 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 the little the little twists and turns it takes with with the the time travel elements of the narrative where whereas this is almost like pure abstract narrative uh in a way um you know, there's probably a way to make this movie and have it make more sense, but then it would be about the plot. And for some reason, he's more interested in the psychological atmosphere than 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 telling than telling a uh, you know like a complicated. But there's story. a lot of like I mean, this is you can track though. Like it's not it's not just like a blob of 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 feelings of like atmosphere. You can track what's going on if you keep watching over and over. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that it's all there. Like all the information is there, but because there's such a lack of dialogue, and you know he's showing it to you visually with, with the shots that he's using, but but since no one is discussing the circumstances of what's happening, you're left to put all the pieces together. And 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 you know the, the more you think about it, then I, I I would argue that the the scenes of the second half of the film, when it's really just about this relationship, are, are actually a lot more interesting because, um, you know if you know once you crack a little bit of the code and you realize like what these people are going through, it's not just that they've like fallen in love, but they're the 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 they're 
their uh, counterparts as pigs have fallen in love oh, on the pig farm. Just dropped a bomb. And, and 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 you know like 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 the the pigs have a relationship like on this farm far away from them. Um, and and, th- and that's why they're having a relationship. And um, you know the the sort of anguish they go through when 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 the pigs when bad things happen to the pigs at the farm uh, affects their their human relationship. But it's interesting because it's it's like it's almost like they're they're only cognizant of the pig reality like their pig half the the half of their brain that that is in this pig they're only like half halfway aware of it 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 just sort it almost just puts like a you know like a blanket of mood over them like they don't know why they're feeling these emotions they just are feeling them you know um like like the feeling being trapped or the feeling of of like being violated uh it's just like washing over them and and they both like they don't discuss it because because they're between each other because they're just feeling it uh you know like on mushrooms to people yeah for sure like it it does i guess that's the reason the other reason why i like the film a lot is it feels like everybody is just tripping throughout the whole the whole movie like it, it could be like i mean it would probably be a really whack wacky movie to watch while you're actually tripping um because oh, yeah. it, it would yeah, it's you it's again it's, really get it's it. <laughs> or like it or or you might get it really well and and, and it might uh uh you know uh just you know haunt your haunt your life uh, for many years as it has mine in some ways the way this movie is visually like delivered like yes it seems like maybe these people everybody's on mushrooms like no like just the way the feeling of the atmosphere the other thing it feels like memories like it just reads like collective memories of all the people and animals who are part of this experience it's almost you just like playing back these memories or experiences without like the narrative uh unifying them structurally for a viewer of a film because it's against that this film is against the structure that one might expect from a feature film. Yeah, it kind of turns into more relationship and pig vignettes later yeah, on and, in the second half. And, and I think it's about like um, processing tra- trauma, you know, and and, and just and be, because a lot of what they're doing is the the, the two character the two main characters don't quite they're confused about what happened to them, and all that they know is they have the they have this like strange uh trauma that 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 that, you know envelops them you know for for instance when they're when chrissy's hypnotized she's being forced to like stack poker chips or or checkers pieces or whatever in different like that's one of the tasks that the criminal man has her do uh, uh in addition to to transcribing Walden. And so, you know, you see that in her non-hypnotized life is she, what she does is she takes a bunch of rocks and throws them at the bottom of a pool and goes down to the pool and collects the rocks. So she's like collecting these objects and stacking them. And you see, you see Jeff's character doing the same thing. You know, he's at a business meeting at a restaurant and he's just kind of, you know, uh, uh, unconsciously like taking little M&Ms and, 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 and sorting them out on a, on a cocktail napkin, you know, like, like separating the colors and then, put you know like mm-hmm. gathering them up and then and then putting them back into a glass so like there th- th- there's there's just these these strange actions that that they're they're like drawn toward repeating that are remnants of of their past trauma and and really the second half of the movie is them processing it trying to figure out like what exactly is is happening to them uh and they don't. internally spoiler alert they don't really i think they do she kills they, the wrong guy i think no. they kind of do I mean, they don't fully understand it, but just by nature of them going to the pig farm and uh, sending Walden to all the people, I think they they know as much as they ever will about what yeah. what happened by the end. The, the- they don't. They don't figure out the, the. They don't find who the criminal is. But really, no, the thief. The, 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 the is in the movie. The fact that the again, spoiler alert. The. Uh, the reason that these worms grow in these orchids in the soil is because the sampler takes the the deceased pigs um, and w- w- what we see is we, we, we see a bunch of piglets like a bunch of baby pigs get thrown into this river and, and killed and and you're you're you know the implication is that when one of the pigs dies on the farm he throws the pig into this river as well and and the pigs kind of gather underwater and start kind of decomposing and the because they're infested with this psychedelic worm uh they they start bleeding this blue kind of like strange chemical which then 
uh, gets into the soil of the tree that's growing the, the orchids, which then produces the worms that the criminal man harvests. And Cycle so, of life. So, so, so mm-hmm. when they when they kill the sampler at the end, um, there's no one left to throw the pigs into the water to create the worms, and the, the women who go out to harvest the orchids to bring to the plant nursery, um, they notice that they're they're white orchids now. They're not blue orchids because before the, the the plants were always blue. And then you see the criminal in the plant nursery, tr- you know, like he he scrapes the leaf to see if there's like a blue dust on it. Like he he goes through and looks at all these plants to basically determine which ones have the worms in them. And you see him get all frustrated, like there's no more worms, like none of these plants have the worms anymore so they've basically figured out that they'll, they'll never catch the criminal because he was almost um uh i don't think he was in cahoots with the sampler i i, I think he had somehow stumbled upon these worms and the properties around them and had figured out figured out this this way to make money off of the situation and ruin all these people's lives and who knows why the sampler is, why is doing he it the bad guy why is the sampler the bad guy because he's he's the one um keeping the cycle going right like so but, so well but yes i understand what the, he's and, a cog in the machine and he 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 saves the the people by pulling the worm out of them and implanting it into the pig but then um he just lets them loose in the world and then he basically spies on their lives because if he he can essentially you were meant to assume that he has you know, either the worm juice inside of him or something. He he. When he walks next to these various pigs, he's able to uh, be almost like teleported to their their human partner's world, and he gets to witness them and watch them. So it's like he he's like a creepy voyeur, and who knows why he's actually doing it, or if it's just just so that he can spy on all these people or not. But he has but, a production company. But it, <laughs> yeah, it, but but it, it becomes it becomes clear that like he the reason the worms are out there and these people are getting. Um, uh, uh, drugged by these worms is because he's got this cycle of of pulling the worms out of the humans, putting them in the pigs. When the pigs die, throwing them into the water, which then produces more worms. Right. Well, so like, Shane, Shane, the director, defended Sampler and said he's not a bad guy. But obviously, really, once it's out of Shane's hands, like once you direct the movie, it's not your. Yeah, Shane, we cares. won't we yeah. won't be taking moralistic no. advice from you <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i don't know if i find it strange that he said that the sampler isn't a bad guy when the protagonist of the film kills him um and, yeah and he's that, basically saying like she didn't kill like the right guy right yeah yeah like he she should have killed the thief but she doesn't know she doesn't have that knowledge but i like your theory more like he's crucial to the cycle is the sampler so yeah. whether it's intentional or not or like what's the malicious not like stalkiness is malicious enough but even if it's not malicious overall just for profit or whatever he does it like i still like that like you need to remove the biggest cog yeah yeah machine. it would have been more uh gratifying perhaps and true to kill the thief for her but mm-hmm. yes that doesn't actually solve the bigger issue that's affected all those other people too you know so um i could i'm kind of for killing both of them yeah i i I would say in my mind they're both bad people but like it's it's like you've got someone doing active uh uh you know like committing active crimes and then you've got someone who's 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 causing the cycle of violence and trauma in the first place so it's like if you if you took down the criminal the guy that's that's injecting worms in all these people um it, it might like another person could come along discover the his worms kid could his it. kid yeah exactly his kid who, who knows the properties of the worms so it's it's like like if you don't take the sampler out of the equation i think that the cycle continues well it's an allegory for the united states government surveillance state and the for criminals sure. that they're uh the surveillance state says we're here to you know stop but they in fact create them Mm-hmm. And who are we? We're just the normal people who get attacked by them and then have to suffer through constant visions of horror that we don't know where they come from that are fed <laughs> to us. So I think this is a Absolutely. political movie. I do I do think it is so weird how they are trying to it is about trauma obviously and like this phantom that makes them both do crazy stuff like him beat up those random people her uh, be sad and go insane and think she's pregnant all that and i just feel that is so connected with shane's allegations like here's someone who's obviously struggling with like why do i do what i do 
why am I doing these bad things that I do? Why am I compelled by this like emotion that doesn't feel like me? And that's what really like shook me watching it, especially him acting in it, knowing those allegations. It seemed to me like someone really trying to come to terms with like, what is the damage that has caused me to act out? Yeah, and and in a way, because all of the characters that have been affected by this worm have committed crimes because they because that's the whole grift, right? Is is you know the the guy has you, the guy gets as much money out of you as is as is possible. So these people have you know they've mortgaged their house, they they've they've blown out their savings. Uh, Jeff's character, Shane's character, beats up a couple of interns. Well, no, that that happens later. Before His that original crime or something. Yeah, he committed some sort of like like you know uh, uh, stock market fraud or something, and you know it's it's implied that everybody has done bad stuff and they have no memory of it, but they know that you know that they did it and, and, and again it's another thing that they that they they're, they're trying to deal with and it kind of cause like leads to their um you know to, to their like neuroses is is that they they know that they did something bad they have no memory of it but it's ruined their lives and they're bad people and uh and it causes them to uh, you know, and, and, and it's forever going to ruin their lives but but they they somehow feel responsible for it because like it's just out of the question that someone else, you know, did this to them. Right. And they, they have like some kind of hazy recollection of it. So yeah, maybe, maybe as like, as like an analogy for like what's going on in Shane's head is, is, you know, maybe he feels like he was part of some traumatic events that caused Probably, him, yes. that caused him to be a bad person, even though he's not a bad person deep down. Um, but, but he's, he's forever altered by, by some, some event that, that he's caused in the past. And, uh, I, I mean, the thing about his, when his character fights the, 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 the other businessmen, it, it's happening when the sampler takes, he basically separates the, 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 there's a scene on the farm where like, like a, some other farmer is consulting with the sampler and, and, and the, 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 he might be a veterinarian or something. And he's like, Oh yeah, this, this pig's pregnant is having babies. And he tells, he tells the sampler, you got to separate the, the, the father away from the mother, because if you try and take the piglets away, they'll, they'll attack and get violent. And so, so what happens is, is the, the pig gives birth to these pigs and and uh, and the, the the father and mother are separated. So it's this it's like and and then their human counterparts are also separated. And there's this like anger and frustration and violence that comes out that that, that again is is probably with the with the pig the the pig analog was feeling on the farm, um, w- which causes him to just like like erupt into you know random act of violence, um, you know. So. Uh, yeah, this is the kind of movie where like I, every sentence just ends up in like a like, like j- just dot, a, just a dot, mush dot. because uh, you could just yeah. ramble on it forever because it doesn't give you the answers. It's like true. it's all it's it all probably like projections. The and, worst co- combination of Jay Hunter, the ultimate rambler and the yes. movie that makes anybody ramble. It would make Joe <laughs> Biden ramble. Not like I don't know. I don't know. What yeah, Joe he Biden wouldn't take a daily nap <laughs> 20 times a day. I don't know anything about Joe Biden in front of the show. <laughs> the my favorite scene or sequence is when uh, the couple is arguing over whose story is whose. That's a very haunting mm. sequence. They yeah. they because they shared memories they have that are false are attacking them both, and they they just there's a lot of no that happened to me. And I've, have you ever experienced that with each other or someone else you're close with? Not with Jane. Where you've, <laughs> no. you know, you you maybe have been with somebody so long, you've they've told the same story oh. to you or vice versa, so that you one day accidentally tell it as yourself, your own story. I, I think oh, that's, Jay constantly owns my story. Uh, no, I, th- that's it's never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I, I I mean I interpreted that element as as just because they because again the the worm phenomena uh, melds brains together. That they they're so um in their their minds are so enmeshed that like they 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 don't know where you know, one where... ends another starts exactly exactly yeah, yeah that's my interpretation as well I'm just saying yeah. like it's it's like real life like that you can see that actually happen in real life I think it's fairly common to have like what are you telling that story that happened to me like oh right. yeah it's just because like we've been together ten years and. 
I've heard right. you tell it. So I thought it was an interesting way to kind of delve into a relationship with in, well, yeah, in this world. It makes you. sense. It, and it, yeah, exactly. It misleads you because then you first like, oh, they're so close. They start like getting like, so close that they don't know, you know, what's the line like where my personality ends and your personality starts. Yeah, then it then gets intense. Realize, yeah, <laughs> yeah it then gets it's intense. like, OK, you guys are really losing it. And I thought it was a really haunting relationship scene. I think you could show anybody that sequence all by itself and elicit a reaction. Someone who's been in relationships or Biden, long either? friendships. I don't think you can elicit a reaction to Joe Biden, period. Maybe if you give him an ice cream cone, he loves ice cream. <laughs> he um, does? Yeah, he loves, he's, he's a big ice cream guy. Wow. Uh, deep knowledge of Joe Biden's <laughs> Very deep. I know so much Favorite about flavor? <laughs> I think he's vanilla. Um, he's, he's, he's weird. He's always eating ice cream. It's very strange. The man, like, the man likes his I vanilla no ice cream. I have no idea what's going on. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, maybe that's like the central conceit of the film, which is, which is that in this world, there is this drug slash... Uh, uh, a worm that whose effect is that it make bitches crazy <laughs> it, 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 by, by bitches i mean male and female and all, oh yeah all anybody it's gender yeah. bitches is a gender neutral term as of 2022 as far as i'm yeah dude that's, bitches that's true. it doesn't yeah, matter what so, you are yeah so i think that's that's it the movie is basically like it's not my fault there's a warm bitches be crazy. That's how I would like thematically explain this film. <laughs> well, it's like both the beauty of connection, but the danger of it as well is something it's exploring. Like there is something uh, really great about this worm. In some ways you see this, what's going on with those kids at the beginning. I wouldn't call that a negative experience that the two boys have. I thought they were doing Kung Fu at first, <laughs> which they kind mm -hmm. of, I guess are, um, but what happens when, you know, you're blindingly connected? Yeah, it, it, it's just a very interesting, like, I've, I've never seen a story or, or like a, like a drug of the future, which it, its effect is that it, it meshes two minds together. Um, I think that's very interesting. Like, like it's, it's a novel idea and I, I can't think of anywhere, you know, like usually like drugs or something in the, in film or, or, you know, in art are, are, are portrayed as just like, like consciousness Bad. or like it, it, they, they give you euphoria or something, you know, like, like they, they, they sedate you or something like just this, this, this idea that there's a, a substance that can meld the two brains together is very interesting. And, and like, like I, I kind of want to see, you know, I, I want to see more of this world. Um, you know, like, like, I don't know if I want to see a sequel to it, but like, I, there's just so, so much intriguing stuff going on in this film and, and it, and it like, you know, um, uh, it, it implies that there's, that there's, you know, there's so many other people that this is happening to. And, uh, I, I always like the implication of like a, of like a deeper world, uh, in, in films where, where, you know, there's like the unfinished tales. There's, there's the, the, you know, the, the, the Silmarillion of the upstream color world. Yeah, yeah, where did the worms come from? Let's find that about. Yeah, exactly. And just, and just how do people, how do people know that it, that the worms have this property and like, do the, do the women that are harvesting the orchids in, in nature know, or, or are they just randomly finding it? I mean, there's they must like have all these seen questions. The worms, like crawling out at some point. You, you would think so. I mean, there's certainly got, like, I, or, or that maybe they're just because the, the orchids are, are blue and they're very, like, they, they, they put a sticker on it, like their company's called like exotic plants or something. So maybe they, they stumbled across this e plus P exotics. Yeah. They, 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 uh, you know, which E plus P makes me think ESP, uh, exotics, right? Like extrasensory perception. Um, but, uh, yeah, th th there's just all these unanswered questions that, that just continue to make me think about the film, even after watching it so many times. Like it, it's just a, it's a fun world to to live in, and I I, I really like the the idea of the sampler. Like again, like what wh why is it why is it that the sampler he's recording these sounds of like you know there's a montage of him doing different like because you know nature sounds. It's based on the real thing to attract worms 
people have to play sounds. Apparently, it's based on the real. Technique. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I'm fascinated with the, with Shane's mind, and I want to see more movies out of him. Sounds like he's got a lot of issues and like <laughs> not a good guy, and maybe he should uh, take a bow. Uh, you know, it's like a bow out of the the filmmaking business. But I don't know that like he's got. I, I, when you see a film like that, that no one has ever, I mean, that that's just impressive on its own that he made a film that no one has ever made before. And I can't compare this to any other thing I've ever seen. But you I, have to, I've seen some weird ass shit, but like, I, 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 I can't compare it to anything. Like there's nothing I can, you I can think to. of. Chocolate chip we're going into the ratings. <laughs> Joe, how does that work? The ratings of upstream color work as such. We're going to rate this from zero to 10 using something else as a comparison that something else can be another movie it could be an experience like tripping on mushrooms whatever you want to contextualize your rating and if that doesn't make vanilla sense, ice cream i'll go first yeah vanilla ice cream is a great one joe okay. biden usually uses that one when he's a guest on the show <laughs> he's always like shut up i love broken promises and we're like joe you can't <laughs> You can't do that one, no. Bad time to be hard on Joe Biden, but hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it's a good time to be hard on Joe Biden. I'll start. I'm going to rate this based off Joe Biden. <laughs> I am going to uh, rate this off another experimental film. This isn't, uh, this movie Upstream Color isn't, I would say, 100% experimental. Just by how crazy experimental films can get, but I think it's pretty experimental and gets pretty weird. I'm going to rate it against uh, one that's super experimental. Uh, that is The Image Book by Jean-Luc Godard. Have you guys seen The Image Book? I haven't se I've seen a lot of Godard. Uh, I haven't seen The Image Book. Uh, I haven't even heard of that one. Is it a recent one? This is did? recent. In 2018... Yeah. And it is a, it's basically just different uh, clips cut together and like super saturated, super desaturated. Great. So, like the lighting turned all the way up. Just the footage is super messed up over Jean-Luc Godard's narration about war and life. Mm. And it's one of the Sounds worst things great. I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hated it. I had to watch it to uh, for a job I worked at that was um, it was uh, putting uh, Joe Biden to bed for his naps. So I would want something to know to delete this Reggie. But I had to watch it to test the DVD. That was my job. I would test DVDs for imperfections and different things. And it, this assignment came with a letter that basically said, this movie, the image is so fucked up by choice. Don't worry about making mm. any image things. Because if you see artifacting or any messed up thing, it's actually just probably purposeful. So just make sure the DVD doesn't stop. <laughs> and so I had to sit there and watch it at like 7 a.m. Uh, in a dark room. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Incomprehensible. Someone... Just really up their own ass. I'm going to award it zero points out of 10. <laughs> Powerful. Powerful yeah. rating. So when you said this is an experimental film going into it, and that's what I kind of saw on Google and whatnot. You threw up a little bit in your mouth. I did. I definitely did. And uh, then upon watching it, very, very fun movie. I think there's a lot of it that gets a little too uh I don't know that la the the second two thirds of it aren't as much for me, but there are some really haunting sequences, and I think it wraps up nicely. So I'm gonna go give this a seven out of ten. I think I could watch and show people the first thirty minutes pretty confidently and be like, "This is sick, right?" And then I think your mileage varies after that. But I am, despite allegations, a Shane Carruth fan. I do like anybody who does interesting big idea movies at a low budget. So, 7 out of 10. Sasha? I've seen this film before with Jay Hunter, and I remember liking it more than I liked it watching it last time. Um, but I still respect this film. 
I'm going to compare it also to another, the first experimental film I've ever seen, um, Meshes of the Afternoon. Mm, Maya Darren. God bless her. Um, yeah, I don't like experimental films. <laughs> Meshes of the Afternoon. The cre- it was like a big impact on me of how I'm like supposed to like it, but I don't. That was like the biggest emotional impact on me. Mm. So I I give Meshes of the Afternoon like a four because women filmmakers and <laughs> classic and museums. Um, I'm going to sh- throw a Unshen Andalou on it too. When they cut a cow's eye on camera before, before there were rules on set, I'll give that one a zero for... That's the dreamlike movie, right? It's like supposed mm-hmm. to be like a dream. Yeah, it's Salvador Dali and and uh, Luis Buñuel yeah. direct, co-directed it, and they didn't cut a live cow's uh, eye in that movie. It's a, it's a it's a like a dead eye. It's it's not. So they, they killed they were... the cow. <laughs> no, I, I think they 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 got a, a cow's eye and they and they slice it in half, but it's not a living. It's not like a vivisection. It's like the it's like uh, a dead eye. They do something but they, but they, similar with uh, Joe Biden to make it look like he's awake during meetings. They just put exactly. the two cow eyes. <laughs> Very effective. Um, I'm gonna give <laughs> like your own joke. I'm gonna give upstream color an eight. Wow, sevens and eights. It used to be like a 10 for me. And then I was like, come on, give me something watching it. And I had to Google everything. Like, I was like, I don't know what just happened. Well, yeah, it's a movie where in the middle of it, you're like, I can't wait to read about this movie after I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never read about the movie, but I imagine like you were saying before, like 80% of the explanations of what the movie is are probably totally wrong. Like, it's one of those weird things where you, you just, you know... It's it's very very Reddit probably provoking. Yeah, there, there's probably a couple people out there, such as myself, who've cracked the code. But um, but <laughs> it, 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 it's it's not an easy one, uh, that's for sure. And I mean, honestly, I, every time I watch it, I th- I feel like I figure it out a little bit more. But I don't know if I've got it fully figured out. So what is so, your rating? So my rating, I'm going to compare it now. See, I would call this an experimental narrative. Yeah. Um. But 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 I wouldn't but I wouldn't call it an ex like an like you guys are bringing up like avant garde films like. Like Stan Brackage, Maya Darren, Godard's like later work, his video art stuff. Like the, I would I would categorize that as, as avant garde, uh, avant garde, like almost not, like non narrative uh, cinema. Um, although Meshes of the Afternoon is narrative, but um, but but I, I would put that in the avant garde uh, drawer. Um, but experimental narrative, there's probably a better example, but I would maybe refer to like The Lighthouse as a recent film that's an experimental narrative. Totally different from Upstream Color, but like, but but, but also a movie where there's not a plot, um, like f- bizarre. It's not tied to any degree of reality. Like you feel like you're you're in this altered space, uh, you know, an altered state in an in in an altered world. Um, and uh, yeah, I, if I I like the Lighthouse a lot, I would give that a I would give that a nine point five. Uh, the lighthouse and I honestly before we watched it this one time if I was just basing it on my memories I would give upstream color uh, a nine but I think this last viewing even though I enjoyed it it, it, it like diminished a little bit in my mind I'm, I'm gonna give it an 8.5 uh, like I it dropped down a point I don't know why maybe it's because I feel like I've I'm not as I'm not as like confused and bewildered by it as I used to be like I, I'm your I, favorite state to be yeah I mean I mean well it, it's like if you just can like, like you know <laughs> I, I I feel like I I know cinema so well like it's it's so like deeply ingrained into my being and who I am and I, and and when a movie comes along that like dumbfounds me it, it's it's intriguing it's like what the hell like how did the, how did this film completely uh, send me down this, you know, send me into this labyrinth that I haven't been able to escape from. But now that I've been able to find a couple of escape hatches in it, it's diminished a bit in my mind. So I would give it, but still, still, I think Hi, it's 8.5. It, yeah, 8.5. It's still a fantastic film. Um, you know, I, I, watch I, it. I just wouldn't stand by it as much. Like I think for years I've, I've told people, Oh man, watch upstream color. Like it'll blow your mind apart. And I still think it will, but, um, I don't Lighthouse. know. Yeah, I, I, I think if, if I were to, like, I want to, wa- I want to rewatch the lighthouse now more than I want to rewatch Upstream Color. Um, yeah, because you haven't seen Lighthouse since the one time you saw it, 
and you've seen upstream color five times. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I think also too, like th I get it. I got a sense on this recent viewing that upstream color that maybe there was more sense to be made, but maybe he's not as as skilled of a filmmaker. So he had this footage and he knew the story he wanted to tell, but he didn't have uh, enough material or he hadn't photographed and recorded enough, enough sound to convey what was in his head to the audience. Now, may, now that could be wrong. That could be me, me could imposing. Be yeah. yeah. But, but, but I just got the sense on this, on this, this latest viewing that, that he, he wanted to explain more, but he, and he did the best as he could with, with the footage that he had. But, but I, I just get this sense that he, that he wanted to, to, he wanted people to get it a little bit more than I what, think you're what, right. what they do. Because it is shocking how many interviews out there he's given post the film, like post film come out explaining the film, which usually filmmakers don't like to do. Right. Yeah. 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 Like David Lynch will never do that. He, no. he's, he's like, it means, it means A, B, and C to me. I'll never tell you what that means. It's all about what you think it means now. Like, you know, but, but I haven't read, I'd like to track down some of these interviews he's done where he's explained it. Cause, cause that does interest me. But then again, yeah, like he, if, if he, if he wants you to walk away with, you know, um, you know, like, like like an objective experience from the film, then then I wonder if he maybe just didn't get enough footage to to, to do that properly, and like Yikes. maybe he failed as a filmmaker. Yikes! Oma ended very like ended on aggressive note. It's not aggressive. I, I think. I mean, I, I should. I shouldn't say failed. I, like he. He just. He just didn't <laughs> succeed a hundred percent. Like if he really wants people to pull to take away that the sampler isn't the bad guy, then I don't know how you watch that movie and you don't interpret the sampler as being Shane, a bad guy. If you're listening, I hope you're come not. On there. I'm, I'm sorry to have brought up your issues so much come on come on our podcast and talk about it he's probably well i'll tell you one thing i've been so obsessed with this movie for years i had my agent get in touch with him and like he wouldn't like he wouldn't like take a meeting with me because because in my mind i'm like this guy something about him i gotta work with him and so so but but he did allow me to to write a letter to him and i guess that was going to be a test like if he read my letter and then <laughs> he liked me enough he would get in touch with me or something or i mean maybe and that was it yeah and, and I, I i wrote him i wrote him a letter like like gushing all, all about it like his work and how how it's just i can't stop thinking about wow. it he never got back to me so like so uh shane, so shane listening Go fuck yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that might be the... <laughs> you missed out. Be, you know, that might be the actual... You could have had a really good friend, Shane. Yeah. Like You could have had someone that was on your side through all this, through all through this... All this Me Too stuff that you're, yeah. that you're going through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, again, like let's separate the man from the... Alleged. And it's all alleged, too. Yeah. But two women, it's a lot. Right. But I mean, for I, legal I believe purposes. it 100%. The, 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 the guy seems to be very <laughs> troubled and like many artists are troubled but like when i heard that i was like well that checks out you know like I, I, and you I, mentioned I, that I, in your letter right yeah exactly <laughs> i know you're the an letter, abuser dude but i still also the letter has led him to more abuse possibly like possibly he was encouraged warm. it was a warm that jay put in his head possibly possibly <laughs> yeah you I mean, guys might have drank the yeah. same worm <laughs> Do you, did you wrap the letter in the weird like ring yeah and i glued it and i i held the glue for four seconds you know like like i i i just i love those rituals that he has them go through they're so weird you know like like transcribing walden they have to hold the glue for four like four counts you know and um yeah Jay, very interesting thank you for coming on this uh glorious joe biden heavy like heavy episode yeah i don't know if anyone's gonna i mean like if you've lasted through this like rambling nonsense that i'm spouting out then uh you know like maybe you're gonna watch the movie now but like uh you know even if i turned you off from it just give it a watch because it's just something something to be seen like it's yolo you know th th there's there's nothing else like it and uh, even if you walk away hating it, it at least you will have seen something novel and interesting yes i agree yeah i'm always down to watch something new and interesting in film so like image yeah it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's not like another it, it's not like it's like another movie about someone trying to make it as a actor in hollywood or some like just creatively bankrupt garbage or it, it's not about some somebody with superpowers that can shoot lasers out of his fingers and and like you know uh, like just just all the the most boring Those creati creatively bankrupt shit that we're, 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 we're flooded with these days uh um, it's not that joe what's going on with you this year these days 
Absolutely nothing. I'm keeping it pretty quiet <laughs> while I'm uh, working behind the scenes on some things. Uh, Sick. You know, looking to have uh, Jay Hunter shoot a movie that I have a script for. So we'll talk about that. Jay, you should write a letter. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you do have my to, letter. This yet. is me giving you permission <laughs> to write a letter. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just go to jocabeo.com. You can check out this, my movie review podcast, uh, my articles, anything that I post. And I doubt Jay Hunter would want to plug anything, do you? No, I mean, well, you go watch my uh, award-winning hit podcast. Don't uh, watch it. Don't listen don't to it. Don't watch it. Yeah. It's, video it's, there's, no vi- there's no video, but you can just have the audio <laughs> on it in a black screen, and you can watch it technically. And imagine. Uh, Podween Satan, the greatest podcast in the world, about the greatest band in the world. Thank you, Elizabeth Salud, for the artwork. Thank you, Mr. Owl, for this amazing, amazing track. And thank you for listening. <laughs>